Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. And uh, we want to let the Lord just speak to us this morning. And uh, I want to turn your attention uh, to the book of Second Thessalonians. And I just want to speak for just a few moments today on, uh, on something that I think is imperative, of course. And I ask you to listen with your heart and not just your ear. And uh, let's get this in, the, in our soul and not just in our head. Amen. I'm thankful, for, um, I'm thankful for my heritage. I know I have been saying this so much lately. But I promise you before the Lord, I'm not just saying that because I have nothing else to say. But I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for parents and grandparents that they didn't just tell me about Jesus, they took me to Jesus. Amen. And uh, they made the journey easy when it came time to make my way to the altar. But I, I thank the Lord for them on a consistent basis, but I thank God for the saints that were just so faithful through the years and and their lives by example helped me where I am today, wherever that may be. And I'm thankful for every Sunday school teacher that um, that taught me a lesson and probably wondered at the end of the day if I got anything, but something was something, just a fiber here, a piece there, amen, and it just accumulated into something that solidified in my heart, and it is still there today, amen, unshakable and unmovable, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. The book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 15. Our passionate writer says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or epistle. I think it's important to note that we the word traditions there, we have to be very careful with that. We're not talking about traditions of men. We're not just talking about doing something because that's how it's always been done. But there's some spiritual traditions that have been set that are founded not on the whimsical attitude or spirit of man. But there are traditions that have been founded in the bedrock of God's Word. And they are unshakable and they are unmovable. And I'm going to tell you today, I didn't come to the pulpit with an attitude, but I did come with a holy anointing on my life. And I'm going to tell you that despite and regardless of what the world's standards may say, and what the world may be trying to tell us, the temperature is outside. I'm going to tell you that we serve an unchanging God. Amen. We serve a God that has not changed His mind. He's not second-guessing anything that He's ever said or thought. Amen. It is, I think, safe to say that we see the effects of the shifting sands of our society, of our Western world in America, our culture, but also just around the world. The shifting 
sands all around us. And I think that we would agree on many levels that our forefathers would not recognize the world that we live in today. I understand that sin is sin and sin has always been and you can find the most uh, debased whatever um, thing you want to find on the most recent newscast and you can find something to equal that or pale according to that in the book of Genesis. So understand that sin is sin, but I do believe that we are living in a world today that the, the landscape has changed so radically and so drastically of just moral issues and spiritual issues. And I will say today that if you are not sensing that change, then I challenge you to pray in a more earnest fashion than you have ever prayed before. I have often been inspired by the passage of Scripture found in First Chronicles 12 and 32. And the Scripture says here, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. I'm going to tell you if there is something that I want to take with me in my heart. When I go before the Lord in prayer for direction for my life and for my family and for the future of this church, I pray God help me to have an understanding of the time. Amen. Help me to understanding, have an understanding of the times and to know what we ought to do because we are confronted on every side. Amen. We are confronted on a regular basis with decisions to make. What are we going to do about this? This is why I believe that we cannot afford to relegate uh, things uh, in the church down to just a list of do's and don'ts, a checklist of this, a checklist of that. But I believe we need the principles of the purity of the Word of God in our heart. Amen. I say let's, let, let, we, we don't, I understand there are some do's and don'ts and I'm not negating any responsibility here today, but I'm going to tell you that there was a day that, uh, that ministers, pastors stood in a pulpit a few decades ago and there was no need to even bring up the internet. They didn't know what it was. Amen. So, so we just need the principles of some things. But I'm going to tell you that the message they were preaching pre all of this technology is still the same today. It is as relevant today as it was then, as relevant then as it was today because there are some principles, some unshaking principles that we must get our hands on. And so as a church, we ought to pray for an understanding of the times that we live in. The church is experiencing pressure like never before. Amen. Pressure to change has always been prevalent from outside. that, that pressure to be different has always been uh, approaching the church from the outside. Amen. But today we are seeing and living in an hour where lukewarm saints are trying to attempt to create that same pressure from within. And I say, God, give us an, if you want to just say it old fashioned, but God, just give us something that gets a hold of the foot of the cross. Amen. May we run our hand up that splintered cross one more time and say, God, help me to walk away from this prayer meeting or this service or this meeting or whatever it is and help me to have some things solidified in in my heart. There seems to be a, a strange dichotomy that exists today 
while we are living in one of the greatest days of opportunity for the church, I think one of the greatest days of opportunity that we've ever known, we are also living in what the Bible calls perilous times. I believe that. What a strange, contrasting backdrop we are operating against. We are living in a day of tremendous revival in our world. And I'm not just talking about revival in third world countries or revival in some report that we have to read from somewhere else. But I'm talking about a revival in North America. I'm talking about a revival in the state of Florida. I shared with you, I think, just last Sunday. But in the last two years, the United Pentecostal Coastal Church has started 50, 50, 50 brand new preaching points, daughter works, or autonomous churches in the last two years. Amen. There is a concerted effort to propagate the gospel. There is a concerted effort to look and see, amen, where is there a gap? And let's fill that gap with the gospel. Amen. It is an hour of great reports and a great a time of celebration. And yet we know that lurking just steps away from us, perilous times, dark clouds that are hanging low. I'm going to tell you today, I just feel to say it in the Holy Ghost, if you're thinking about getting right, you better stop thinking about getting right and get right. If you're thinking about living for God, you better stop mulling it over. You better take it off the shelf of consideration. We better take it off of our to-do list and get it done list. Amen. And say, I've got to have the power of a holy God abiding in my heart, abiding in my soul. <laughs> praise God. Praise, praise God. Amen. I'm trying to just take a few minutes kind of low-key this morning. <laughs> you already hear them in the office when I say, I'm just going to take a few minutes. You can just hear the... <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to overcome them <laughs> doubting spirits. Amen. But if we're not careful, we can be unaware of what God is trying. I'm just kidding. Of what God is attempting to do in this hour. Let the Spirit and the presence of God say yea and be yea and amen in our lives. It's time to check our spiritual compass. I feel to sound an alarm this morning. I'm going to tell you that, amen, I'm just sharing with you what I feel like God shared with me in prayer this morning. It's time to check our spiritual compass and we need to make sure which direction we're headed. We, man, we need to see and make sure that we're not allowing things to cause us to drift away from some foundational issues in our life. The thing about drifting, it's just so subtle. The thing about drifting, the thing about drifting is it doesn't take a big wind and it doesn't take big waves and it doesn't take anything around us being different. All it takes is just for a moment to get preoccupied with something else and just start chasing something else and let something else become priorities in our life and we just start drifting away. But I'm going to tell you, there's a generation behind us. I'm reaching to an adult class this morning. I'm reaching to some an adult audience today to tell you that there is a generation behind us that deserves to feel the same authority and deserves to experience the same thing that you and I experience. I just have it in my heart. I have a refusal. Amen. I have a refusal in my spirit that we're not going to hand that generation I ask you to pray about this morning that's just a few feet from
from us right now. I refuse to hand them a little history book about how it used to be and then here in this church. I refuse to hand them a history book of what we used to do and how we used to have church and how we did this and how we did that. Hallelujah. I want them to grow up. I want them to grow up. Amen. And they've got your tears that drip down on their shoulder while you were holding them. I want them to grow up. Amen. And they have lost count of how many nights they went to sleep under a pew because church just went on and on and on and prayer went well into the night. Hallelujah. I got to hold on to some things. I got to hold on to some things. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm thankful for the ministry that I was raised under as a young man. Privileged. Privileged I was to have pastors and leaders that didn't stand behind pulpits with fear and favor. Amen. But they stood firm. They held their ground. They preached the unadulterated Word of God. They preached it with a powerful anointing upon their lives. Amen. Additionally, they didn't just preach the Word, but they loved it. Amen. They lived it. They made immeasurable sacrifices to preach the Word of God. It wasn't just something they did, but they understood when I do this, I'm going to sacrifice popularity. I may sacrifice some acceptance by many, but I tell you, I've got my hand to hold of something that's larger than me. I've got my spirit connected to something that's larger than me. Amen. They sacrifice a lot of things to bring us where we are. But they, like Elijah, and they, rather, they like Isaiah, and they, like Jeremiah, had had a coal from a hot coal, by the way. Amen. From the altar, it had been put on their lips or in their spirit. Amen. They, like Ezekiel said, it's like fire shut up in my bones, and I just can't be quiet. I just cannot be quiet. Amen. I'm going to tell you today that what we really need to see loosed in our midst all across our nation and around the world. Amen. We don't need the strong man bound. Amen. Unless, unless, help me with that scripture. Amen. There's something about the binding of the strong man. Amen. When you bind the strong man, that's, that's when you become vulnerable. I'm going to tell you what we need today is the loosing of the strong man. Amen. We don't need pulpits with tethers. Amen. We don't need pulpits with agendas. We don't need pulpits with strings attached. Hallelujah. But we need somebody to stand and just preach to us the truth. Tell me the truth. Why? I'm trying to get to heaven. And I'm trying to get my wife to heaven. And I'm trying to get my family to heaven. I'm trying to get my friends to heaven. I got to hold on. I got to I gotta, I gotta hold on. Amen. As the end draws near and pressure mounts, there are those. I'm not announcing something today you don't know or are not aware of, but there are those falling by the wayside, caving in to pressures, mounting pressures all around. And that's just one more reason we need daily prayer. That's one more reason we need to be in the book every day. Amen. Not just trying to find a little scripture for the day, a little feel-good scripture, but something that can 
put in your heart in your heart you know the 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 bible says the, the the bible says that he would quicken his word to our mind i may not be quoting that verbatim but he would quicken that word to our mind and i'm going to tell you there are times i, I listened to our bible quizzers last sunday in awe as those children commit that word to their heart amen i'm going to just be honest with you i've struggled memorizing the scripture and i've been doing this a long long time but i'll tell you what has happened to me so many times i've lost count is when i need that word, amen, because it had been hidden away a long time ago, amen, it just came boiling up in my heart, boiling up in my spirit, I might not be able to ever compete or take home a trophy, I might not even get a ribbon, amen, but I'm going to tell you, when you got it in your heart, and let me tell you this about our children, amen, when they get that word in their heart, it's always going to be there, when the ribbon fades, when the trophy is thrown away, amen, it's going to be in their heart, it's the word, that's what will hold us the word the word amen I would ask you to pray for the for me and my family every day that God would keep our minds sound amen God keep our heart pure I understand the delicate balance between uh, the fire of the Holy Ghost and wildfire I, I understand that balance I understand the concern, and even if I may use the word fear, of fanaticism. I get it. I do this every day. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I'm just saying that I may not be in this pulpit preaching every day, but I'm a preacher every day. And so you get stopped all along the way, and people are always asking about this and that, and you're trying to figure this out and help them with that. I understand that delicate balance between the Holy Ghost fire and wildfire. I understand the delicate balance between letting God just have complete control in our life and in our midst and, and getting out into fanaticism, going off the deep end, somebody may say. <laughs> Amen. But I think some people have gotten so afraid of the deep end until at the same time they've lost their fear of the shallow end. And say, well, what could possibly go wrong in the shallow end? I want to tell you something. When you start trading, and I, I, this is not original to me, and I'm not just trying to be cliche, but when you start trading sweet hour of prayers for just a little talk with Jesus, we're losing something because it's in the sweet hour of prayer that the Lord can speak something into our heart. And it takes that kind of prayer to launch us into deep water. Just last Sunday, Brother Everett Bird preached about that deep water at the church in Madison. Amen. Getting out into waters that we can swim in. And that's what should be enticing us. But some, as I mentioned a moment ago, are worried about going off in the deep end. And they've lost their fear of the shallow end. Let me just tell you something about the shallow water. It doesn't take much to disturb the visibility of shallow water. You can throw a rock in a puddle. And after a while, visibility has gone to zero. And so if you just got a shallow walk with God, it won't take much for the devil to throw your way. 
to block your visibility and to cloud and, 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 and to muddy the waters. But you take that same rock and throw it in the ocean because there's some depth there. There's something to absorb it. Amen. After a while, after, a, after a, a, the, the first scenario was that poor old puddle got picked on by that rock. Amen. The second scenario was that poor old rock got swallowed up by the ocean. Amen. I'm going to tell you that we need something of substance in our heart. Amen. And when the devil comes along trying to get us to flirt on the other side of the fence, we can say the poor old devil started fishing in the wrong pond. He was in waters way too deep. Amen. He was dealing with a soul that was way too founded. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a danger of dying in shallow water. Amen. There's, there are some pretty alarming statistics. I didn't bring them with me, but there are some pretty alarming statistics of people that drown in shallow water. I mean literally drowned in literal shallow water. Where all they had to do was just stand up. And so it's not the, it, the, the shallow end is what we ought to be afraid of. Amen. We can handle that deep end. We can get out there and let the Lord give us something to help us. And amen. I don't want my life to be muddy and murky. And I, I want to, I want to be able to see clearly. I don't want every little storm to take me back to ground zero, but I got to hold on. Amen. That's why we need something of substance. <clears throat> when someone has substance, the wind can blow and the storms can assail, but the clarity stays the same. Amen. The clarity of it all stays the same. Many, it's been a long time ago, several years ago now, but uh, my son and I was were, were taking some diving classes and, and uh, one of the classes that we were taking was a low visibility dive. And you've, you've seen the ponds that have the little green duckweed, I think. Is that what they call it? duckweed on the top of it and that's what this was very unassuming pond it's not anything that I would have normally ever even attempted to get in it just looked stagnant and those kind of things and so the instructor he said I'll get in there and brush all this stuff away and so we were doing a low visibility dive and so I'm not going to bore you here to death but we we got in a circle, we locked our arms together, and uh, we, when everybody was ready, we started uh, deflating our, our BC, and we started going down, and uh, we just started going down, and, and it just looked, we were in a glass of milk, absolute white. You couldn't see, I could not see the, the man whose arm I was hooked in. That's how no visibility, it was a, just absolute no visibility. But the deeper we went, On the top, there was scum. Somewhere here in this middle, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. But all of a sudden, I'm not sure how many feet down, but maybe 40, 50 feet, something like that, we got down and all of a sudden, it, we just broke through like clouds. And it was as clear in that spring as the room we're standing in today. Because we were in water that couldn't be moved. We were in water that wasn't relegated by what was going on outside. Let the winds blow. Amen. Somebody fishing along to hear there's a hurricane coming. We're not worried about it. Amen. Because we're down here. It's all going to be all right. Amen. We were in waters to swim in, brother. We were in waters where you could see clearly. There's no danger of getting lost. A moment ago, we couldn't afford to unlock our arm from our partner's arm. We could not afford for our life's sake to do that. But when you get here, it's all going to be all right. We can wave at each other and swim around. I'm not just trying to give you a swimming story today. I'm just trying to tell you that when we get substance in our 
our life. And we say, I'm going to hold on to this. You can go through some things. Amen. You may need somebody to hold you in times. But you can get to a place in God where you can see clearly. It's going to be all right. I'm going to hold on. I have cashed in for the long haul. Praise God. Praise God. So here it is. At times in history, God's people throughout centuries has, have always stayed faithful. At times it would seem that the torch of truth would be surely snuffed out. Yet God always preserved for himself a remnant. Always. Always. A faithful, resilient remnant that would be enough to preserve a seed for another generation. 400 years of darkness and near silence that happens between the Old Testament and the New Testament when it seemed perhaps to some mission was accomplished and to others all hope was gone. There came a distant voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. I believe I hear something. I believe I hear something. I believe I hear something. Amen. Time brought that voice closer. And time gave that voice more clarity. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. John the Baptist in the minds of many was a madman, but he was a man with a mission. Amen. And he began to bring to us the platform of the New Testament church. And that church was born not in the smoke, but in the fire. Amen. I'm going to tell you today that down through time, and it has been from the beginning until now, some are always in search of a new revelation. They gradually disappear into the maze of religious apostasy. And I used that word in teaching a few nights ago and I told you to write that down in your heart because that's a dangerous word. I'm going to ask our musicians to come if you will. The most tragic thing that happens in this situation, and I want you to hear me now, the most tragic thing that happens in these scenarios is that when they walk out and walk away, they take their posterity with them. You're not walking out alone, sir. Ma'am, you're not walking away by yourself, but you're, look, look, that, that hand you're holding, that's the future. You're walking away with the future in your hand. And somebody's going to have to give an account for that. I mean, you don't just rob yourself, but you rob a generation that was ordered to follow you. Amen. I want to be encouraged by God's Word. And I want to look at it every day with fresh eyes and a fresh heart. Because all throughout this book that I have opened before me today, you will find words like contend. <laughs> You're going to find phrases that say, be strong. You're going to find phrases that say, hold fast. Fear not. 
they would have never been there if there wasn't a clear understanding that there's going to come a time that you've got to figure out what to contend for and what to hold fast and what to be strong about and what to stay true about. Amen. Those people in our lives, think, just let your mind run just a little bit down memory lane and think of those people in your life that never changed and how valuable they are to you today because you can count on them. They're going to be right there. And I don't care where you roll up on them. How you had your eyes on them the last time. If you see them tomorrow, that's exactly what they're going to be. Amen. Their steps are still founded on a rock. Amen. Praise God. Yesterday in our leadership meeting, I felt led of the Lord to just share something with our leaders. And I just felt in prayer to share this with you today. That it, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. When your faith comes under fire. The best thing you can do is grab this Bible and get a home Bible study and go teach that home Bible study. Now if you think I'm just promoting home Bible studies, you're missing the point. It'd be a good thing to give a home Bible study for all of us. But when you start walking down through the words of that truth, amen, and that light comes on in the heart of a person that's never heard that, you know what happens? It comes back on in your life. It gets underlined in your life. As a matter of fact, one of our leaders yesterday, and I'll just will, uh, for the sake of whatever, not mention any names here today, but I, because I had the same experience. They've been raised in church, but while teaching a home Bible study, while they always believed the oneness of the Godhead and lived by that and held that in their heart, amen, the revelation of that became personal to them while you're sharing it with somebody else because you just can't get in this truth. <laughs> And wait around and it not get stuck on your boot somewhere. I mean, it's, you're just going to walk out of that. It's going to be, it's going to be on you. And I'm going to tell you that I had the self same experience while teaching myself. Amen. God just solidified some things. I believed it. I held on to it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, God just countersunk some things in my heart. Amen. And I pray that God would touch us and strengthen us today. I want you to stand with me if you will. Amen. I want to, I don't know really how to say this. And so I'm just going to ask the Lord to help me now. Because I certainly believe and see the value of multi-generational Pentecostals. I see the strength in that. But I also see the danger. Because some of this stuff we're just inheriting. We just we just kind of grew up in that atmosphere. Sister Rayleigh, you can speak directly to this. You're first generational or second generational. You 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 much of that you found yourself. I understand. But the further we get back, your 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 sons, where they just grew up in this. This is just what we do. How important it is. How important it is. Amen. For this not to just be somebody else's just. You know, if you just hand somebody something, it doesn't mean nearly as much as somebody that has something invested in it. Amen. So I'm picking on your mom. I didn't, I'm just didn't plan this. I'll pick on you, but you got broad <laughs> shoulders. 
Amen. We need to get this for ourselves. Amen. Get this in here. Get it in here. I know Sunday school teachers and, and, and you people have been doing that for years. And, but I mean, we've got to get this in our head. We've got to get it in our heart. Amen. But you see, the further away from things that you get, you just start inheriting it. And I'll use this illustration and, 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 uh, and we'll just move on. But you see, through the years, there's been just say pieces of property that, that parents, they wouldn't sell that for nothing. They don't need that land. They're not farming it. They're not using it. But man, it's just, just been to my family. It was my daddy's. And, and after a while, after a while, if you want it, just wait. Because eventually it'll get in some hands that are so far disconnected from it. They don't even live in the same state anymore. They don't live in the same town anymore. And, and, uh, they don't visit. They haven't been there since they were children. They remember had no rope swing in a limb one time when, when they were out on summer vacation. They remember, but it has no real value to them. And after a while, dollar signs will mean more than a property deed. And they'll let you name your price. In many cases, you name your price. Because they're just too far removed. And I'm going to tell you, when you get too far removed from this and you haven't gone back, amen, I believe that we ought to pull out the file cabinet every now and then. Amen, we ought to rub that land deed across our heart every now and then. Amen, we ought to think about the people that have paid a dear price for us to be where we are today. What a great and mighty God we serve. I'm going to hold fast. How about you? Amen, what about the rest of you? I'm going to hold fast. What about you? Amen, I'm just going to get my heels dug in the dirt. I'm just going to hang in there. I'm going to hang in there. We're all looking for secrets to success. We stop people. You've been married 50 years. How'd you do it? I'll I'll tell you how they did it. They just wouldn't leave. That's how they did it. Amen, sometimes they didn't stay because it was warm and fuzzy. Sometimes they stayed because they just... Amen. You know why they stay. They just stay because they stay. We're just going to hang in there. It hadn't always been fun. Hadn't always been easy. Can I tell you that walking with God hadn't always been easy? Amen. It's always been a joy. I'm not saying that, but it hadn't always been easy. There's been some nights I cried myself to sleep. Mornings I woke myself up crying. Days I didn't know what I was going to do. But I'm going to tell you, I never saw anything out there that was any better than what I found in here. And at least in here, I've got God to help me through it. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.